This is the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast Show, hosted by Bo Finley and Brant Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Fat Boys Fantasy Podcast. Here, as always, Brant and Bo coming at you. We promised for several weeks that we were going to get our co-host back with us, or our guest host, Jason Urish. Finally got him back for the show. And what better way to bring him back than we're going to come at you guys with a mock draft. We've been talking about draft strategies. You know, the last episode, uh, we hit on uh, some some draft strategies to end the episode two weeks prior. Um, so what better way to come at you guys than to hit us, hit you with a mock draft. So here's kind of what we're looking at. This is going to be like a redraft mock draft. Um, no defense, no kicker, single flex PPR format. Uh, we're going to have Jason Urish drafting at the one spot, uh, Brant Walker at the three, and Bo Finley at the eight. Uh, again, um, we're, you'll kind of get to see how our draft strategies differ a little bit, um, how our minds are similar on things. We'll kind of rationalize picks to you a little bit as we go through. And then uh, kind of afterwards, we'll kind of get together, talk about each each team see which team we like the best, which one we think would have the best record. Um, again, the three of us here are going to get into a big money league this year, so this is almost a little bit of a practice for us to um, take it a little bit serious. Obviously, um, you know, something we've talked about in the past is you kind of win or lose your, your drafts. Um, you can't win a championship at your draft, but you can certainly set yourself up on the right path. Um, and, and even those late-round picks matter. Um, so, Walker, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we have a 14-round draft. Is that what we're looking yep, at? 14 rounds. rounds. All right, We're going to so pause it at, at the end of every round and recap every every pick. Yeah, we'll, and we'll kind of talk about it as the as the computer takes their pick as well. Um, we are drafting on the Sleeper app, best app out there for fantasy football, fantasy sports. Period. Uh, very in depth, very user friendly. Um, it, 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 it's a great app. Uh, so unless either of you two have anything you want to say, or you want to say hi to the people. What up, folks? Ready to mock? All right. Let's. Uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into it. We'll start the draft, and that Urish that puts you on the clock. Sure, you're going to take some serious time to consider what's going on here. And we're done. And All tomorrow right. went number two. So we had Christian McCaffrey at number one. Urs, you want to tell us kind of why you were thinking? Clear cut number one back, PPR. That's the PPR draft. He's the guy. There's not really any debate about it. Right. So then we had Alvin Kamara go number two. Obviously, Alvin Kamara did finish as the number one non-quarterback in fantasy last year. Um, you know, um, I'm a little a little hesitant with Kamara, just based on the fact that uh, um, there we don't know the quarterback situation necessarily. But Sean Payton will get him involved. Um, Walker, you had the third pick. You want to take us through that? I took Dalvin Cook, another workhorse running back, should get all the the majority of the work there. And uh, I mean, he finished as what the uh, top five back last year, so I mean, can't go wrong PPR. So then we had a rundown of uh, the number four was Jonathan Taylor. Number five was Derrick Henry. Number six was Saquon Barkley. And number seven's a little shock to me, Travis Kelsey at the number seven spot. Yeah, there's t- really all four of those picks kind of were really shocking to me. I think Taylor was a little early. I was kind of eyeing Taylor at the eight spot, thinking that that might be a good name for me there. Uh, and then Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley obviously slid to the fifth and sixth. That's pretty late. And then not we, we don't have Devontae Adams off the board. We have Travis Kelsey. Obviously exploded last year. Doesn't it make, makes some sense to me? I understand it a little bit. Um, so I'm on the board right now, and it, to me, it's it's first round. You got to go running back, right? You, Absolutely. You can't not um, team yep. seven. That computer's a little slow. I don't like Kelsey in the first round, uh, but we won't beat him up too much about it. Um, well, it's a computer, so let's hope not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's telling me that my that my number one player on the board for me is Nick Chubb. 
And Nick Chubb makes a lot of sense here, but that's not the name that I was hoping to see here. It's not the name I was hoping to get. Um, but the name I was hoping to get again was Jonathan Taylor. So I have no choice but to take uh, Nick Chubb. So at nine, we had Tyreek Hill off the board, uh, followed by Devontae Adams. Uh, and then coming back around, uh, Aaron Jones went at the 201. So we got two Green Bay Packers for Team 10. And then DK Metcalf off the board. As the third wide receiver. Which, in my mind, puts already Team 9 a little behind the curve. They went wide receiver, wide receiver there. So they're already missing out on any possible workhorse. There's still one on the board was with Elliott was still out there on the board. Um, There's still actually a few more. I'm just looking at the best available right now. Yeah, so I took Nick Chubb, uh, obviously, at pick 8. And Nick Chubb, I think, is a a steal uh, at pick 8. But – He's not necessarily a PPR back. This is a PPR format, so I have to address that need. I'm taking Austin Eckler at the 203. Then you're going to see Elliott, Diggs, Mixon, and Brown come off as I hit the board. Um, So your last two main workhorses that I would consider are uh, Elliott and Mixon. Those those two are off the board. Then A.J. Brown. I'm back on the board, and like you said, you want to go running back heavy. Well, I'm going to go a little off the grid here. I'm going to take uh, Najee Harris uh, with my second overall pick. I love everything coming out of camp with him, how much he's working towards it. They talk about wanting to give him the ball. I think he's going to be a PPR stud and move forward. Uh, team two uh, takes it 209, Patrick Mahomes, first quarterback off the board. Uh, this early for a quarterback for me. I don't like taking quarterbacks this early necessarily. Um, again, I talked on last week's episode that I think there's better fantasy quarterbacks out there. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think there's some guys that are out there that have better, uh, fantasy value, but nonetheless, he's off the board. That puts our man Urish back on the clock for back-to-back picks for back-to-back pot picks. We will pause it after this one. So go ahead and tell us who you took. Took Antonio Gibson. Uh, love him this year. (laughs) Has a high floor in my mind. Has good upside. There is some debate going on right now. Um, Again, the three of us are in a big money league. Um, One of us doesn't necessarily care who he gets between Gibson and Akers, although he did just take Gibson over Akers. One of us values Akers significantly higher than Gibson, and one of us also prefers Gibson a little higher. So for the last several weeks, that's kind of been our one catch catch us on uh, that we can't quite figure out what we want to do with our big money league. So our consensus agreement was we just won't draft either of them if we can avoid it. Uh, But nonetheless, Gibson on the board. So real quick, I forgot we forgot to pause it after the first round, so let's run through it. It went Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, Saquon Barkley, Travis Kelsey, Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, Devontae Adams to round out the first, first round. So three non-running backs. Um, I, I don't care where I'm at in the first round. I'm taking a running back. I believe you guys are both on board. Absolutely. With that. The only exactly. way I'm not in the first round is if I got that spin with 10, but I guarantee you at the 11, I'm taking a running back. Correct. Um, so, again, Kelsey was a huge shock to me. I, I Tyreek Hill going before Devontae Adams is also a shock to me. Uh, I don't necessarily hate those two going back-to-back like that, but beforehand. Uh, and then to come back through the second, you have Aaron Jones, DK Metcalf, Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott, Stephon Diggs, Joe Mixon, A.J. Brown, Najee Harris, Patrick Mahomes, Antonio Gibson. The thing that stands out to me here is Elliott going over Mixon, especially after the down that down year that Elliott had. And, I mean, Mixon, the, the one backing him up was, what, a sixth-round draft pick coming coming out this year. 
So I, I feel like I, I would have Mixon a little bit higher than Elliott. Yeah, I mean, I probably would too. But at the same time, I know I know all three of us are kind of in agreement. We're kind of staying away from Zeke this year. Listen, if, if you believe in that Dallas Cowboy offense with Dak back, though, I can understand rationalizing Zeke, um, especially when you take Travis Kelsey in the first round. you got to look for somebody who you could hope to get some upside with. Zeke's that man. I, I get it. Uh, he could be a bounce back to a top five running back. And if that happens, you have a top five running back, number one tight end off the board. That's leaves you for some success. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I, I would probably take Mixon as well. Um, so let's get back into it. We got Urish on the clock. We got the 301. And he takes George Kittle off the board. Oh, then Justin what's, Jefferson. What's, what's the what, George Kittle? Explain yourself. In my opinion, like I want a top tier tight end. I feel like they can carry you through some of those rough weeks. And he's the second one on my board. So it was either him or Waller. Kittle's still there. So I'm going to pull him in the top three rounds. Absolutely. You know, I I, I definitely am, am starting to get on board with that too. I'm, I'm willing to move for one of these top three tight ends a little earlier than I would a top three quarterback because the drop off is so massive at the tight end position. You can miss out on the top 10 quarterbacks and still not hurt yourself if you have a good roster around a quarterback. But if you're getting five points out of your tight end a week and you're going up against a guy getting 20, 25 out of Kelsey, Kelsey Kittle or Waller, you're you're behind the eight ball real quick. Uh, so it takes a lot to make up from that. Um, then like Walker said, Justin Jefferson off the board. So that puts Walker on the clock at the 303. At the 303, I'm sitting here, I'm debating it's DeAndre Hopkins or Cam Akers. Well, I've already got two workhorse running backs, so I'm going to go and show, go ahead and grab my stud wide receiver with DeAndre Hopkins right there. Okay. Followed, that's got Akers, Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Josh Jacobs, and then now uh, Finley is on the board. Uh, yeah, this one's a no-brainer for me. I didn't think this guy would make it. I've talked uh, on this podcast. I think he could be the number one wide receiver in fantasy football this year. Obviously, with the Julio Jones exit, I'm talking about Calvin Ridley. He did just have foot surgery. Maybe that's why he's sliding a little bit in mocks. Uh, but I, I'm snagging Calvin Ridley here. I'm not hesitating. There's no no second guesses here. It's Calvin Ridley for me. Followed by Michael Thomas. Uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans. Uh, so let's let's go back through the third round a little bit real quick here. We had George Kittle at 301, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Josh Jacobs. Those three names right there in the middle, Team 4, Team 5, and Team 6, that's interesting. Akers, Dobbins, and Edwards-Alaire. Three of the big names from last year's running back class, which overall ended up being a pretty darn good running back class. Um, and then you had Calvin Ridley, Michael Thomas, Mike Evans. So really that round kind of went exactly where you'd expect it to go. Uh, ends up in, in, in great spot. Uh, and then to start the fourth round, because I wasn't able to get my pudgy finger on the pause button quick enough, you had DeAndre Swift and Keenan Allen. Uh, DeAndre Swift's the last last like huge running back I could get or would have considered taking here. Um, but again, I'm sitting at a, I'm sitting at the spot at the at the four or the four three, and uh, you've seen two of your big three tight ends come off the board. I just got a wide receiver in my mind that could be top five. This man's still on the board. I'm taking Darren Waller. There's no hesitation. Should be a target monster again there for Las Vegas. Um, I do believe the wide receiving core will step up in Vegas a little bit. I think Waller will take a little bit of a back step, but even if he does, he's still going to be a top three guy. Absolutely. And then we saw after your after Waller, you saw Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, and Allen Robinson come off. And now I'm back on the board here at the 408. And I'm looking at my board here. I got um, Terry McLaurin still up there. Um, let's see. 
tight ends, you got Kyle Pitts, Mike Andrews, TJ Hawkinson. Running backs, you got Carson and Montgomery still there on the board. Still think it's too early. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, Scary Terry there and sure up my wide receivers. And Chris Carson was the uh, pick following. So at the last pick of the fourth round, we got Urish on the clock. Just shirt up his running backs and tight ends coming into this round. He's searching. We're searching for a specific name here. And it's David Montgomery. Tell us. To, I love the pick. Definitely Absolutely love it. Tell me about it. I was really hoping Terry would fall to me at that pick, but Walker grabbed him. Uh, I just David Montgomery's going to get the opportunity. I don't mind having several running backs to choose from. I can trade them down the road. So I'd like to have a few that I can start and maybe trade when they're upside. So let's let's talk about this for a little bit because you just said it. Um, you know, he went running two running backs and then tight end and then back to running back. Um, obviously, you do have the very next pick on the board, but are you nervous at all about not having any wideouts on your roster at all yet? Like I said, I did really want Terry at that pick. I would prefer to have grabbed a wide receiver at that pick, but I got to take the best player available, in my opinion, and David Montgomery's the guy with the highest upside and a pretty high floor as well. Okay. I got yeah, again, guys, listen, we talked about it. Don't panic. Don't come off your research. If the guy you really want from a certain position gets picked to pick right before you, that doesn't mean you got to leap for the next guy. Take the best player on the board. That was David Montgomery here. Uh, Urish, your backup. Oh, let's go through the round. Excuse me. Uh, DeAndre Swift at the 4-1, followed by Keenan Allen, Darren Waller, Miles Sanders, Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Chris Carson, David Montgomery. Um, there's one name in here that shocks me. I, I didn't expect to see him go this early. I don't. I think four, the fourth round is pretty early for Chris Carson. I get it. I just think there's other running backs out there that are still in a better spot, better track record of not getting hurt, things of that nature. Absolutely. Um, are you either of you guys would either of you be comfortable taking Chris Carson in the fourth round? No, even as a Seahawks fan, knowing that he's probably going to get the whole workload or the majority of the workload, I'm still not looking until at least the fifth. fifth so round, I mean, yeah. I guess the end of the fourth is just a small jump, but I'm still not looking for him in the fourth. There's other guys that I feel are have higher floors. Uh, other than Carson, I think he'll get the load. But, I mean, the injuries in the backfield, then you got Penny coming back. I, I don't know. Fifth round's exactly where I had him as well. This is why we'll be, we will do well in a big money league. No arguments so far. No. We had some laughter when Gibson went before Acres, some head shaking. I've gotten some, some uh, uh, gang signs, if you will, thrown at me for some of my <laughs> picks. Uh, but, uh, nonetheless, so far, so good. Uh, let's get Urish back on the board here at the 5-1. That was a quick pick as well. Cooper Cup off the board, followed by Kyle Pitts. Take us through the Cooper Cup one. I want a piece of the Rams offense. Uh, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Oh, Matt Stafford to Cooper Cup is going to be set a lot this year. So so I'll jump in and say it for Walker so he doesn't have to. You want a piece of the Rams offense, you pass on Cam Akers in favor of Gibson. Um do you want specifically the pass-catching offense there more so than anything, or, or is it just a piece in general? I'll take any piece of that offense, but I knew I could get Woods or Cup late or I'd have to reach a little higher than I'm more comfortable with with Acres. Okay. Okay. So we got Walker on the clock at 5-3. Obviously, we did say Kyle Pitts went at the, the two. Walker, you've got Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, DeAndre Hopkins, and Terry McLaurin. What's the – the thought process here, I see the thought process as you miss the button. <laughs> I'm going to uh, go Josh Allen. I'm going to share up with one of the top-tier top, top tier, uh, quarterbacks there to help share up my starting lineup. 
no, there's no running backs that I really like at this spot right here. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, there's there's a few other names out there. There's just nothing that I like right there. So I'm going to go ahead and share up my, my QB spot with Josh Allen. I think that gives me a nice variety to start the team. And now I can really start looking for my depth of pieces and everything else. Unfortunately, I was looking Kyle Pitts right here, but he went the quick. Sure, me. sure. I don't think pivoting and, and taking advantage of Josh Allen, who I think is going to be the biggest fantasy quarterback in football this year. Uh, Lamar Jackson went the next pick. Walker kind of started a quarterback run, followed by Travis Etienne, then Kyler Murray, and then Chris Godwin um, off the board, which comes to me. Obviously, I have Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, and Darren Waller at this point. Um, I, there, there's some ride receiver names that I wouldn't mind adding here to sure up my, uh, my lineup. Uh, but I'm kind of on the same mind, mind, uh, uh, game plan, excuse me, that Urish is I'd rather have one too many running backs than not enough. There's one name on this list that screams draft me, especially with the two I have. I can sit this guy for a few weeks until he takes over the role. I'm taking Javante Williams, um, from Denver at the five, nine, um, followed by, followed by, again, I, I guess, Javante Williams to me is a guy that I don't want as one of my early running backs because I don't think his workload is going to be massive early. I think he will take over and, and spell uh, Melvin Gordon at some point in the season. I just don't want to have to rely on it early. Um, so after Javante Williams went, you had Russell Wilson, Adam Thielen. So the fifth round was Cooper Cup, Kyle Pitts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, so a running back, uh, Travis Etienne, Kyler Murray, Chris Godwin, Javante Williams, Russell Wilson, and then Adam Thielen. Um, and then in the fifth round, we had DJ Moore, Robert Woods come off the board. Sixth, sixth round, excuse That's me, six, correct. One, sixth six, round. Two was DJ Moore and Robert Woods. Which, so, I mean, really, round five kind of went just exactly what you would see. You're going to see a couple of the big-name quarterbacks come off the board. Your, your running backs that fill in that fill in that round there but you i mean your majority was that quarterback run right there in the middle and then you had your cooper cup right there at the end of ppr monster whenever he's healthy and then you took your gamble on williams which i absolutely love there in the fifth round um and then chris godwin you still get a piece of that tom brady offense yeah so for me on the board again at the at the six three um obviously i, I i'm either have to go quarterback here or i need to shore up my wide receivers i'm gonna i'm gonna wait the quarterbacks that i really want early are, are gone so i'm gonna wait on that uh, the names on the board that I'm looking at here: are Jamar Chase, Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, and C.D. Lamb. Um, I don't trust Chase right out the gates. I know there's the connection from LSU, but T. Higgins is great. Tyler Boyd's been great. Um, Kenny Galladay is going over with Daniel Jones. Can he stay healthy? Can he not? Tyler Lockett was great last year in certain spots. If he spreads that out a little bit, he's he's fantastic. But I'm going to take the high upside here. I'm going C.D. Lamb. Uh, I, I'm, I just have faith that he could end up breaking out this year even bigger than he did last year and become a true wide receiver one there this year. All right, so we saw uh, C.D. Lamb come off what you had. Then we had Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews with another tight end, then Tyler Lockett and Jamar Chase as I get back on the board at the 608. So at the 608, I'm looking. I'm going to go ahead and throw a little strategy out here that I'm, I'm looking at. I'm looking at your 6'9", your 6'10", which yours is at the 6'10". Both of them have tight ends already, so I'm thinking I can pass on a tight end, come back and get my guy is what I'm hoping for. So I'm going to go over here. I'm going to look at the running backs. There's a name that sticks out to me that wasn't really anything added behind him. Uh, they did out Malcolm Brown. I do take that back. But I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin here in the at the 6'8". Six, six, um, I love the load that he should get there in, um, in Miami, and I'm going to go ahead and pull him at the sixth round. So after Miles Gaskin, we did see Devonta Smith come off. 
Um, team two is loaded with some rookies here. We got Kyle Pitts and Devonta Smith and back-to-back -back picks for those guys. Um, and that puts Urish back on the board at the 6'10". And at 6'10", Urish, you took? T. Higgins. I want a part of that uh, Bengals offense. They're going to throw it a lot. I feel like he's got a, has a pretty high floor this year. And typically when I'm drafting, I like the higher floor guys with a sprinkle and some higher upside. Yeah, so again, the sixth round was DJ Moore, Robert Woods, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Galladay, Mark Andrews, Tyler Lockett, Jamar Chase, Miles Gaskin, Devonta Smith, T. Higgins. Um, no real surprises stick out to me here. Um, maybe the one that I would say is Mark Andrews coming off the board uh, instead of uh, a guy I don't necessarily want to throw it out there. I'm sure Urish already knows who you're taking, so I will. Um, TJ Hawkinson, I would have, I would take over Mark Andrews all day, every day. Absolutely, and I was going to take Gaskin, like I said, here at the 6 or, I'm sorry, where I took Gaskin at the 6-8, I was going to take Hawkinson. But looking at the picks that, that come right after me, it, they both had tight ends. The odds of them adding another one this early are slim. Mm -hmm. Could it happen? Yes. And then I'll have to pivot my, my strategy a little bit. But I like I like my chances of Hawkinson coming back to me. Okay. Let's uh, kick Urish on the clock at the 7-1. So, Urish, you Ooh. took? Brandon Ayuk. I, I, I just love him as a player. He's going to be the X in Kyle Shanahan's offense. I know I already have George Kittle, but like I said, it's Kyle Shanahan's offense. Brandon Ike offers tremendous upside. Absolutely. And I can see him as a wide receiver one later off in the year. Absolutely. And we had Melvin Gordon go right after that. Um, so another running back to add some depth to, to team two here. And like I said, I'm going TJ Hawkinson. He, he made it back around to me. So I'm going to go ahead and pull him off the board and get myself what I believe is a top five tight end. Okay. We have Kareem Hunt, DJ Chark, James Robinson, Dak Prescott, and Finley back on the board. Uh, Finley's back there stretching. Must have uh, yeah. not come off the board that you yeah. were looking at. So I was looking at Dak Prescott. I just got CeeDee Lamb the round prior. It would have been nice to have a stack. I think Dak's going to come back. You know, he's on pace for an absurd amount last year. Uh, probably would have finished that way again this year. Um, I, I don't see any other quarterbacks that I want to leap for right now. Obviously, you still got – uh, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence. There's some other names on the board. None that I want to leap for right now. Um, so I'm looking through my running backs right now um, and wide receivers. And I think for me, a guy that I have a lot of faith in this year, regardless of who his quarterback is going to end up being, is going to be Cortland Sutton. Uh, I don't you know, obviously, CeeDee Lamb's not a for sure thing with Michael Gallup still there. Um, and uh, Amari Cooper, obviously. Um, so I needed, needed to sure up that wide receiver pool a little bit. So I'll grab Cortland Sutton. Uh, after me, or after Cortland Sutton come off the board, you had the 29 year old Raheem Mostert, uh, then Justin Herbert to round out um, the seventh round. So again, that round was Brandon Ayuk, Melvin Gordon, TJ Hawkinson, Kareem Hunt, DJ Chark, James Robinson, Dak Prescott. Cortland Sutton, Raheem Mostert, and uh, Justin Herbert. Now, one thing I just noticed as I'm as I'm scrolling here, I'm looking at Team Nine. Okay, Team Nine kind of went on the no no running back um, strategy, zero the zero RB strategy. I know a lot of people try it. It's kind of ugly, and let me explain to you why it's kind of ugly. Okay, 
They got Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen for wide receivers. That's stacked, boys. That's filthy. They got Russell Wilson as a quarterback and then Robert Woods. Their wide receiver core is probably the best in the in, in this draft right now. But their running backs are Raheem Mostert and Leonard Fournette. Um, obviously, Odell Beckham went at the 8-1 and then Leonard Fournette at the 8-2. How would you boys feel about having Team 9? I mean, instantly you're ha- you have to be trying to make some trades, right? Instantly. Uh, I mean, you, you can't. You don't know if Fournette's going to be the starter. Raheem Mostert, you don't even know if he's going to play half the season. There's no sure thing in that backfield form right now. So I'm scrolling through right now, and I'm looking, and there's three teams right now that do not have a quarterback. Um, me and Urge do not have a quarterback, and then Team 5 also does not have a quarterback. So I'm looking at this list right now, and there's just nobody that I see myself wanting to leap for. Okay, so I, I don't see myself pulling a quarterback here. Um, I'm, I'm going to take another stab in the dark at the wide receiver pool. Man, I'm not a fan of these names on the board at the receiver either. Um, right now it's between a, a rookie and Jalen Waddle, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Chase Claypool for me. Uh, I, I got to go with the red zone target and Chase Claypool here. Not a huge fan of this pick. But I, I just think that I have to I have to pull the trigger on that one. Um, okay. th- then you see Juju Smith Schuster go at, at uh, the eight four, the eight five is Brandon Cooks, the eight six was Aaron Rodgers. So now we only have two teams without a quarterback. Jalen Waddle was eight seven. So Walker, you were on the board at the eight eight. I saw your hands go up in disgust. What was what was in play for you? There? I was hoping Claypool would come back around to me. Uh... So, I mean, that was that was my look, was a wide receiver originally. So, we got to pivot a little bit here. Um, I already got my quarterback. Adding depth to the to the running back spot would be ideal for me. I only got – I mean, I got three. Wide receivers, I got, what, two? So, I think I'm going to take my gamble here in the eighth round, and I'm going to go with one of my favorite breakout guys. I'm going to take LaVisca Chenault there in the eighth round. Okay. Uh, Chase Edmonds went at the 8-9, and that puts Urish back on the clock at the 8-10. Mike Davis, that's a great pick. Um, can't believe he was still on the board. Walk us through it. <laughs> He's RB. He's the RB one in Atlanta as of now. So to get that in the eighth round, I, I can't pass that up. So in Arthur Smith's offense, yeah, sign me up. All right. So our eighth round was Odell Beckham, Leonard Fournette, Chase Claypool, Juju, Brandon Cooks, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Waddle, Lavisca Chenault, Chase Edmonds, and Mike Davis. So uh, again, we're seeing some trends right now. Uh, Guys that took running backs earlier, kind of scrambling to get some wide receivers right now. Um, Urish is obviously not worried about anything going on. He's got a great tight end, grid running backs. He's got four running backs already on the roster. There's only a couple teams. Team two also has four running backs. There's only a couple that have that many. Um, there's several teams that only have two, so there's guys that are going to be looking for what running backs in the next couple of rounds. I think you've got the last RB1 on the board, I would uh, venture to guess here. Um, so, um, that takes us through the eight, eight rounds. All right. So we finished up the eighth round 
Urish, you're back on the clock with the 9-1. Going Jerry Judy with this pick. I love the upside. I think he's going to have a sophomore uh, bounce back. More consistent play from the quarterback would be awesome. So I think with Cortland Sutton there, it's going to open up things a little more for Jerry Judy, and I love the upside this late in the draft. Absolutely. Okay. Kenyon Drake came off the board at the 9-2, and Walker, that puts you on the clock. So I got three and three here, three wide outs, three running backs. I really need a – I'd like a little more of an upside. Actually, I'm going to take Deontay Johnson out of Pittsburgh here at the 9-3. Love the upside there. He was the, he was the target hog from Big Ben last year. And, I mean, getting a wide receiver that could possibly be the number one in Pittsburgh, mind you, I mean, he can't throw very far. But with Johnson here, that gives me a lot of upside, I think. He might be the only quarterback with a weaker arm than Lamar Jackson in the National Football League. So, congrats, <laughs> Lamar. You're not last anymore, buddy. Um, after that, we had Marquise Brown, Noah Fant, James Conner, and David Johnson come off the board. So, that puts me on the clock at the 9-8. And I'm looking at the running back list, and it's kind of gross, to be honest with you. Um, you got Damian Harris, who could be a starter. Um, but I'm I think I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go aggressive here, just like I did with Javante Williams, hoping he falls into a starting role later. I'm gonna take Trey Sermon and that uh um Kyle Shanahan offense. Um, you know, Raheem Mostert's 29 years of age, has never been able to stay healthy. Um, it's like you know, running back carousel in San Francisco. Nobody can stay healthy there. So I'm going to take Gamble that Trey Sermon ends up uh, getting a shot to be the guy. Um, <clears throat> after Trey Sermon, he had Ronald Jones, which is a solid pickup. Could be an RB1, uh, but it's kind of gross when they consider his only other running backs on his team are Raheem Mostert and Leonard Fournette. This might be Walter Kling may have snuck into our draft here. Um, probably not because he would have took Mostert and, or Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette in about the third round. Um, but then you had Will Fuller, um, which, my goodness, that's a huge steal uh, to wrap out the ninth, uh, the 10th pick of the ninth round. He's got a one-game suspension. This He's going to slide in a lot of drafts, guys. Um, and I can't believe I missed him because I think he's going to be really good in Miami this year. I do not expect him to be what he was last year in Houston, but I think he's still going to be a very serviceable fantasy guy, great flex potential, and and he went in the ninth – or the last pick in the ninth round. Um so, again, your ninth round was Jerry Judy, Kenyon Drake, Deontay Johnson, Marquise Brown, Noah Fant, James Conner, David Johnson, Trey Sermon, Ronald Jones, Will Fuller. Uh, and then to come back around in the tenth round, you had Mike Gusecki and Jarvis Landry come off the board. Um, so I said my last pick was kind of between uh, Trey Sermon and Damian Harris. Damian Harris came back around to me. Uh, I have two rookies on my team running back-wise in case one of them don't develop. I almost have to take Damian Harris here uh, because he is a vet. That New England offense should be much improved this year. After Damian Harris, you had Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Michael Carter, and Gronk off the board. So, Walker, that puts you on the board at the 10-08. Yeah. See, I'm looking. I'd like to get another running back to add some depth to it, but – Really nothing there on the board that entices me to pull anything here. So go check out these wide outs real fast. I'm gonna take Antonio Brown out of Tampa Bay there. 
Uh, he commanded the most. He commanded a high target share whenever he came straight off the streets. I believe it was twenty percent or more. Um, he's got high upside. I mean, he was. Uh, he didn't come off the streets. He was hanging out with Giselle. At oh, Tom that's Brady's true. House. Forgot about that. Forgot about that. But with his high upside, I mean, I, he, in the tenth round, I'll take that gamble there. Okay, Robbie Anderson came off the board at the ten nine. Urish, that puts you on the clock here. Matthew Stafford off the board. All right, walk me through that one, Urish, because people may be saying, wow, that's that's early with some of the quarterbacks still on the board. With my last pick when I took Jerry Judy, I debated taking a quarterback, but then looking at the board, I figured somebody would fall to me. It was going to be him or Joe Burrow. Uh, I just feel a little more comfortable taking Matt Stafford with the O-line and Joe Burrow coming off the ACL. It was a little scary to me, and I get the stack with Cooper Cup. That's why I went with Matt Stafford. Yeah, so again, the 10th round, Jacecki, Landry, Damian Harris, Tyler Boyd, Debo Samuel, Michael Carter, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown, Robbie Anderson, Matthew Stafford. Urish, you are back on the clock at the 11-1. Four rounds left in this draft, folks. And you take who? Zach Moss. Uh, again, he has the potential to be an RB1 in Buffalo's offense. Grabbing him this late in the draft – I consider a steal, and uh, with the way you guys are reacting, I feel pretty comfortable with that pick. I'm I'm actually <laughs> reacting because the quarter or the computer took two quarterbacks. I was hoping you know everybody else on the board has a quarterback, but me. This is what happens when you wait. Joe Burrow comes off at the eleven oh two. Walker, that puts you back on the clock. Walker, I believe, was a little upset about the Zach Moss. <laughs> I don't believe Zach Moss is the guy in Buffalo, so I would not be as upset about that one as, as Walker is. I was looking to add some depth to my uh, running backs here, and I thought Zach Moss with his upside would have been a good chance. I agree. Yeah. Because I'm going to take the other uh, Buffalo running back. I'll take Singletary and Hope maybe he takes over. I got to add some depth to the running backs. You so. don't sound as excited as I would be about that. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, then we had a run on quarterbacks because why wouldn't we? I just opened my mouth and said that I hadn't got one yet. I still need one. Uh, you had Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Irv Smith Jr. out of Minnesota, and Dallas Goddard. This puts me on the clock. It's telling me to take Jalen Hurts. I'm absolutely not going to do that. What I will do here is take a guy that, I, even though I don't have the, very much faith in him here, is I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. He's got two of the best wide receiving weapons in all of football. Er, I'm getting a laugh out of Urich. Listen, you still got the number one most target or touch running back in football in, in Tennessee. He doesn't excite me overly in, in uh, fantasy, but I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill. i got to get a quarterback here. Uh, and then to round out the 11th round, you had A.J. Dillon, Jalen Hurts. So, again, it went Zach Moss, Joe Burrow, Devin Singletary, Tom Brady, Trevor Lawrence, Irv Smith Jr., Dallas Goddard, Ryan Tannehill, A.J. Dillon, Jalen Hurts, Logan Thomas, Robert Tanya. Now, listen, I'm going to be the first one to tell you there's still a lot of talent on this board, a lot. Okay, but I'm going to be crazy here. I'm going back-to-back -back quarterbacks. I'm taking Deshaun Watson here. Yes, he may be suspended, miss half the season. If he comes back, he's going to be in Houston potentially. He may get traded. We don't know what's going on there. But if I have Ryan Tannehill to play in front of him and I can sit and wait to get that possible quarterback come playoff time, I can't I can't not do that. It makes me a lot more comfortable with my quarterbacks. So I'm going to go back-to-back -back with Deshaun Watson and Ryan Tannehill here. Um, after me went Curtis Samuel, Michael Pittman, Hunter Henry, 
uh, Rashad Bateman, and then that brings us to Walker on the clock. Once again, I'm going to try to add a little depth here to my running backs, wide receivers. Tom Gurley's still on the board. Has that crossed your mind at all? No, J.D. McKissick does, though, with the PPR upside there in uh, Washington. I like J.D. McKissick. Gives me a little more depth there. Allow, allows me to add a PPR stud. Okay. Uh, Devontae Parker off the board at the 12-9. Urge, that puts you on the board at the 12-10. And no hesitation, we take Corey Davis, probably the wide receiver one in New York. That's another player that slid. Um, you, you're, you're sitting in the 12th round. You're looking for upside uh, potentially. And, and Urge, you just got a guy that could be the number one wide receiver in New, in New York. Um, good pick. What was your thought process on that? The exact same thoughts you just said. Uh, he's going to be in a Kyle Shanahan type offense. He's going to be ex receiver. Hopefully, he can be uh, best friends with Zach Wilson this rookie year. Fair enough. Um, so, again, we had Robert uh, Logan Woods, Robert Tanyan, Deshaun Watson, Curtis Samuel, Michael Pittman, Hunter Henry, Rashad Bateman, JD McKissick, Devontae Parker, Corey Davis. Urish, that puts you back on the clock at the 13 1. Amon Ross St. Brown. That's a great pick. Uh, uh, I'll let you explain that one to the people. I think he could be a PPR monster. Uh, I talked about this on our last rookie dynasty drafts. Uh, he's going to play the slot a lot. Jared Goff throws a lot to the slot. And to get, I feel like, a high floor this late in the draft, with which also has a lot of upside, I feel really comfortable pulling him second to last round of the draft. Yeah. Uh, Todd Gurley did go at the uh, – 13-2, again, this is a problem with drafting quarter, uh, with against computers. Excuse me. Words are hard. Uh, sometimes you see some picks come off the board. You know, maybe we'll see uh, uh, Marshawn Lynch drafted here. I don't know. Maybe that's coming next. You know, like we've know. already seen that in the draft this year. Yeah, I feel like you might be right. We don't need to get into that, though. We'll focus on this mock draft that we're doing <laughs> right now. Walker, you were on the clock, 13-3. Take us through what you think your team kind of needs here this late. I mean, I got five running backs. I got five wide receivers, so I have a lot of depth. I only have one tight end, which a lot of times that's what I do. I don't I don't really go for extra tight ends. Especially not when you have a, a premier one like TJ Hawkins. And I normally don't add a second quarterback, um, so, especially with me having Josh Allen. I don't think I really need to. So I'm going to add a little more depth, and I'm going to add a guy uh, in Indy that uh, has been the number one in Indy for forever. Um, he gets a new QB. Well, hopefully they can develop some chemistry, and this could this could be a late round payoff. I'm gonna take T.Y. Hilton here. Okay. So T.Y. Hilton comes off the clock, followed by Tyler Higby, Michael Gallup, Naeem Hines, and Matt Ryan. Um, this puts me on the on the clock. Obviously, I also have five running backs. I have four wide receivers, one tight end, and, and Darren Waller. I'm not looking tight end or quarterback at all here. Um, so that puts me looking at wide receiver. Uh, I'm going to take uh, McCole Hardman out of Kansas City. Similarly to the way you took Cooper Cup earlier, it's, it gives me a chance to own a piece of one of the greatest offenses in football. Um, we don't know who the number two is going to be. Obviously, it's a lot of balls are going to go to, to Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, probably even Clyde Edwards-Elair. But somebody's going to have to step up, whether it's Brian, Byron Pringle or McCole Hardman. Uh, McCole Hardman was a stud at Georgia. He's almost as fast as Tyreek Hill. What not to love with with Phil, or, uh, Patrick Mahomes' big arm. I'm taking McCole Hardman here. Uh, Justin Fields comes off at the 13-9, followed by Kenneth Gainwell. So your 13th round was Amon Ross St. Brown, Todd Gurley, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Higby, 
Michael Gallup, Naeem Hines, Matt Ryan, McCole Hardman, Justin Fields, Kenneth Gainwell. Now, one thing I want to say before we finish this draft and get through this last round, last round breakdown uh, teams, Todd Gurley in the 13th round, I, I kind of said something, you know, about the quarterback or the computer there, but the computer's got Alvin Kamara, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, Chase Edmonds, and Kenyon Drake. Takes Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is going to sign someplace. I, it's going to happen. Whether he signs someplace where he's going to have a role or not, it's a great gamble. He was great at Atlanta last year for fantasy, not great for the team. Scored a ton of touchdowns. He can catch the ball. Yes, his knees are a huge concern, but nonetheless. Um, so we start the 10th or the 14th round, the last and final round. We got Tony Pollard and Zach Ertz off the board. I'm going to take a dart throw here, but this is an educated dart throw. Listen, we said at the beginning of this before we started, your drafts were one late. I'm going to invest in another powerful offense here, and this is the last. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers. Mike Williams cannot stay healthy, guys. It's it's a proven fact. But he had two games last year where he was top 14 with Justin Herbert. If I get that in the 14th round of, of a redraft league as a guy that, again, I don't have to spend any time thinking about, he can sit, rot on my bench, whatever. If he stays healthy and comes out, he's a great pick here. Um, after Mike Williams, you had Rondale Moore, Kirk Cousins, Jamal Williams, and Gus Edwards. Walker, what, do you, what are you thinking for your last pick here? My last pick, I'm going to handcuff my stud. I drafted Dalvin Cook in the first round. He does have injury history. I'm going to go ahead and handcuff him with my last overall pick. Alexander Madison's there. I just feel like if, if Cook gets hurt, I don't have to scramble to the waivers trying to pick him up. I'll go ahead and take his handcuff. Okay. Uh, Evan Ingram goes to the 14-9, and Mr. Irrelevant is Jared Cook. Tell me about it. I have George Kittle. Uh, he suffers from a lot of injuries, so I do feel like I want a backup tight end on my roster. And getting Jared Cook in the Chargers offense this late, Mr. Irrelevant, I'm comfortable with that. Now, I did see a little bit of head scratching from you there when uh, Evan Ingram came off. Is that who you were eyeing initially? That was who I was okay. eyeing. I like his upside a little higher than Jared Cook. Now, just to, t to go real quick through here, what we what, what we left on the board, you got John U. Smith, Austin Hooper, Baker Mayfield, Darnell Mooney, Elijah Moore, Trey Lance, Marvin Jones, uh, Henry Ruggs, Russell Gage, Nelson Aguilar, Carson Wentz, Cole Beasley, Daniel Jones, Tua Tagovailoa uh, to round it out. So there's still some talent there. There's some you could make some waiver claims afterwards if you're not comfortable after week one. Plenty of studs left on the board. Let's go through and talk about our three teams a little bit though. So Urish, let's let's start off with you. Go ahead and go through your roster. Tell everybody what you ended up with as as a whole here. My running backs are stacked. I feel like it's the deepest in the league. I got CMC, Antonio Gibson, David Montgomery is my third. And then to back that up, I got Mike Davis and with the upside of Zach Moss. Yeah, no doubt. Um, definitely. Let's just do it like that. We'll go position by position. So running backs, we've got Urish's there. Walker, take us through yours. Uh, mine, I got Dalvin Cook, who I think is a top five back. Um, I got Najee Harris, who has nothing but upside in my mind. Um, I got Miles Gaskin to back it up. I'm not, not too thrilled with that, but, I mean, right now he's the RB1 there in Miami. And then I went down with a little uh, gambles with Dalvin Singletary. Hopefully if if he can take over the uh, – Devin Singletary, hopefully he can take over the uh, workload there. Um, and then I also got J.D. McKissick who has PPR upside. So I, I like my running backs. Not too thrilled with them, but definitely like where I'm at with them. Yeah, so all, my running backs, uh, I don't have anybody I expect to be top five. I don't. But I have two guys that I expect to be top 10 and Nick Chubb and Austin Eckler. And then I got some gambles who could pay off big time. Javante Williams could find himself in the top 15. Trey Sermon, top 20 potentially. And Damian Harris to round out my running backs. 
<coughs> Urish, I, I, if you guys had to vote which running backs would you want to have, you'd probably take Urish, as I'd imagine. Um, what, what do you guys think? Which, which of our team has the second best running backs? Where would you guys be more comfortable with that there? I'd probably have to go. Probably have to go with yours, Bo. Just yeah. because Eckler in a second, I feel comfortable with that. His PPR numbers should yeah. skyrocket. I'm I'm probably leaning my running backs as well, just because I think I went a little more aggressive on running backs earlier, as far as like the fourth round and such with, uh, or the third, the fifth round with Javante Williams and Walker. You went running oh, wide receivers a little bit there. Uh, I I will take. Uh, Javante Williams probably over Miles Gaskin this year, but it's not far off because Miles Gaskin could be a 17 game starter, whereas I don't expect that out of Javante. Uh, and then, you know, obviously, um, Devin Singletary and JD McKissick. I, I like Trey Sermon and Damian Harris a little bit better there. All right, Urish, uh, take us through your wide receivers. Wide receivers I waited on. Uh, I went young with my wide receivers. Cooper Cup is the veteran, but I backed that up with T. Higgins, Brandon Nayuk and Jerry Judy with Corey Davis and St. Brown in there. Uh, I don't have a wide receiver one, but I'm hoping I have a lot of wide receiver twos to carry me through the season. Okay. Absolutely. So with mine, I got two. I got one that I I feel could be a wide receiver one at the end of the year with DeAndre Hopkins. He's always up there in your your top three three wide outs. Then you got Terry McLaurin, who uh, bursted on a little little more last year. Hopefully he can continue that upswing this year. And then I added LaVisca, which I think I was a little early grabbing him in the eighth round. He's, I just feel like a big breakout's coming for him this year. I'm really high on him this year. Uh, Johnson, who was a target monster for Big Ben, uh, with the PPR upside he's got. And then also Antonio Brown, who's – I mean, he's he's done it. He's been a top ten wide out. Do I think he can find his way back in there? No. Could he find his way back into a top 20 wide receiver? Absolutely. Grabbing him down there in the tenth round, I love it. Then I got T.Y. Hilton to round out, an old vet with uh, going in with a new QB. Yeah, my my wide receivers were Calvin Ridley, CeeDee Lamb, Cortland Sutton, Chase Claypool, McCole Hardman, and Mike Williams. Um, I think I have a potential a wide receiver one in the third round in Calvin Ridley, and then I have a bunch of guys that I hope break out and continue. Um, I, I think I have to give the edge on wide receivers here to Walker. Um, I, I think with just add, having DeAndre Hopkins and Terry McLaurin at the top of it, uh, and, and your favorite, my favorite wide receiver on your roster is actually Deontay Johnson. He should still have a huge target share there. Um, so I think I, I give your wide receivers the, no, the number one odd uh, nod. I think I take mine at number two probably um, with Calvin Ridley and, and CeeDee Lamb. You guys in agreement with that? Absolutely. I completely agree. I love Terry McLaurin. And, like, you may have reached on Chanel, but backing that up with Deontay Johnson the next round saved you from that one. Yeah, definitely. I, I definitely like uh, Deontay Johnson a tick more. Then I like LaVisca. I'm also on board with LaVisca having a breakout this year, uh, no doubt. But I, I definitely like your wide receivers the best here. Um, tight ends, uh, we have George Kittle for you, Urish. TJ Hawkinson for you, Walker. And Darren Waller, Waller for me. Um, so I, I think that's pretty easy. That's Urish one, me two, Walker three with TJ Hawkinson. But then to come right back at it, Walker's got the best uh, quarterback in Josh Allen. Um, Urish has Matthew Stafford. And then I had to go with Ryan Tannehill and Deshaun Watson. So I probably put myself at third on that list as well. Um, if Deshaun Watson's not suspended, I put myself at two. Um, but if, if he is suspended and I, I have to put Tannehill instead of, of him, I, I, I give myself three. So let's go, let's kind of go complete team here. Urs, you read your complete roster from top to bottom. 
Walker, you do the same, then I'll do mine, and then we'll just talk about which one we like best. We got Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, George Kittle, David Montgomery, Cooper Cup, T. Higgins, Brand Nayuk, Mike Davis, Jerry Judy, Matthew Stafford, Zach Moss, Corey Davis, Amon Ross St. Brown, and then Jared Cook to round it out. Okay, Walker. So I got uh, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, uh, Hopkins, uh, McLaurin, Josh Allen, Miles Gaskin, TJ Hawkinson, LaVisca Chenault, uh, Dante Johnson. <laughs> Deontay Johnson, Thank would you. you like me to read your roster for you? <laughs> Antonio Brown, De- Devin Singletary, J.D. McKissick, T.Y. Elton, and Alexander Madison to back up Cook. Right. Uh, and then mine is Nick Chubb, Austin Eckler, Calvin Ridley, Darren Waller, Javante Williams, CeeDee Lamb, Cortland Sutton, Chase Claypool, Trey Sermon, Damian Harris, Ryan Tannehill, Deshaun Watson, McCole Hardman, Mike da- or Mike Williams, excuse me. I don't think any any of us drafted uh, a bad team here. If I had to guess, I'd say all three of us probably make playoffs pretty easily, barring any injuries in this. But if you guys had to pick one of these rosters to win a championship, okay, who what what are we thinking here? Give the nod to yours having McCaffrey. Yeah. He's got the probably the RB one. He's probably has what could be the tight end one and Kittle, and then he's got PPR upside with all of his wideouts there. Um, so I would have to give him the nod. Yeah, so I, I'm probably also giving Urish the nod. Um, my only hesitation is Matthew Stafford. Um, realistically, that's you know maybe if he would have got a, a better quarterback a little earlier. It'd be a no-brainer for me, but that one has I hesitate a little bit with that. And then just the not having a wide receiver one, um, you definitely, Jason, have plenty of ammo to try to move up to get one. Um, but without having a wide receiver one, we've seen how valuable those can be in fantasy here recently. Um, but I'm still I having a backfield of Christian McCaffrey, Antonio Gibson, and David Montgomery. You're not going to lose a whole lot of games with those three guys. I mean, all three of them were top 15 running backs. Well, CMC missed time, but he's the number one in fantasy. Let's not get it twisted. He plays a whole season. He had three top 15 running backs right there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think I'm in agreement here as well. Um, you know, and then I think I think me and Walker would probably be battling it out to see which one of us played Urish in the championship week. Um, but if you guys want to take a quick glance through real quick, which, which co- computer-drafted team do you think could be, you know, really, really good this year? And I'm going to steal the mic because I want to beat you guys to it and say which one I think it's going to be. And I think it's going to be Team 4. Jonathan Taylor, A.J. Brown, Cam Akers, Allen Robinson, Lamar Jackson, Jamar Chase, Kareem Hunt, Jalen Waddle, Marquise Brown, Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady, Rashad Bateman, Tyler Higby, and Gus Edwards. That's the one that I'm I'm leaning towards, um, you know, being a, a possible great team. What are you guys looking at here? Me personally, I love Team 5. They went running back heavy. Uh, Derrick Henry and Joe Mixon, and then they got young upside and J.K. Dobbins and Travis Etienne. Yeah, um, I was leaning Team 5, but uh, Team 6 also has a good shot with uh, Barkley having there if he comes back out, does what he he can do. Uh, Diggs is just a PPR monster. Uh, Then you got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who should take a huge uh, sophomore step up this year. They're in the Kansas City offense. Then they got uh, Mari Cooper and Kyler Murray to really round that out. Uh, Mark Andrews as they're tied in. Um, I really think they could sit there and compete. I think that's what that's the teams you'd be looking at to uh, contend for uh, playoffs and, and possibly a playoff run. Are we all in agreement that Team 9 is probably the worst roster? 
Yes. Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, Russell Wilson, Robert Woods, Raheem Mostert, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones, Jarvis Landry, A.J. Dillon, Robert Tanyan, uh, Justin Fields, and Zach Ertz. Now, obviously, I think that's the worst one. You can't be that late on running backs. Now, Urish, that would be a great team for you to try to work a trade with. A lot of wide receiver ones on that lineup. Uh, four wide receiver ones there. Um, that uh, You can't play them all with a single flex. You can't. So there's – an easy door open for you to make a trade there on running back, the running back to get a a wide receiver one. Um, So, yeah, I mean, listen, the wide receivers are great guys, but you cannot go that long without getting running backs. This team's going to be great on wide receiver score, a lot of points, but they're going to lose a lot of games because they're going to get nothing out of their running backs. Absolutely. So, so again, I, you know, mock drafts are always fun. It it always gives you an idea of what your league mates are thinking. You get a league on sleeper. You can invite all 10 of your buddies or all nine of your other buddies, excuse me, 10 of you, 12 of you. It doesn't matter. You can set it all up and have a mock draft of your league to kind of get your idea of where your league mates are sitting. Um, it, it, it's smoke and mirrors, too, because you can also throw picks in there that you wouldn't make intentionally just to get other people to leap potentially. But come come time for, for the actual drafts and things, you know, I can't speak for the other two guys here. I, I'm fairly certain they're in agreement, but I do a, a lot of mock drafts leading up to a draft. Uh, to kind of see, you know, what how things fall. Again, it's kind of tough when you've got a computer that's taking three quarterbacks early or whatever else. Um, but nonetheless, um, it, it gives you kind of good insight to see what you're kind of looking at. You know, you're sitting at the back half of a first round. You kind of want to see what's on the board for you there at the back half of the first and come back around for the second. It's a great way to, to, to know um, kind of what's on the board. Same thing if you're at the first, you know, first several picks. You know you're getting a workhorse running back. You want to see what's going to come back to you in the second round. It's kind of a good way to figure that out. Absolutely. And then doing it on sleeper, I noticed, is that they don't always follow the ADP. They follow, you know, you, you see sometimes you'll see them leap for some people or team needs also fill in. So you get a little variety. You'll never do a mock draft that's going to end up the same. Even if you sit there and you pick for the two spot, nine times out of ten, that draft's going to be different every single time. Yeah, it's sleepers definitely the place to do a mock draft on. I mean, you're, there's no getting around it. You can do rookie-only mocks to get ready for a rookie draft if you're in a dynasty. You can do a veteran-only draft. You can do. There's so many different you, things you can do. You can change all the settings to PPR, to dynasty, everything else, and it's always going to mix it up. So regardless of what your league is, it's there for you. Yeah, absolutely. Sleeper Sleeper's a great platform. Um, you know, I, this was a redraft, I think, here in a couple weeks whenever we will get together and we will do a dynasty one too. So we can kind of see how our thought thought process differs a little bit on dynasty. Um, but, you know, uh, really, I don't think any of us drafted a bad team here. I'd be happy going into to the, to the season owning any of these teams. Walker probably doesn't want to own Urish's team because he doesn't want Antonio Gibson. Uh, but, you know, he also got J.D. McKissick, a, a much less talented Washington running back late. So he may, we may be able to steer him in the right direction as the season or as the off season progresses. Um, again, we will be coming back at you guys with some more content next week. Me and Walker haven't quite decided what we're going to put out next week, but we will come at you with something. Um, Jason, I want to thank thank you for showing up again. I know the fans were people were waiting for you to get back. We kept making promises that we couldn't cash here. <laughs> Thanks for uh, having me, you're a busy guys. guy. Uh, but we appreciate you coming out. Absolutely. Um, again, we'll be back next week with some more content. And as always, stay hungry. Stay fat, my friends.